Welcome to Read Between the Lines. Um, I'm here with Andy and I'm here with Theo. Good morning to you. Good morning, morning Alexi. An honor and a privilege. Good morning. Yes, you. No honor, no privilege, but I don't mind. Um, because it's allows. No, exactly. The topic of today, and I want to call this more of a conversation than a stick into a, a fixed topic because I think we're going to go off on a tangent. So we're going to call this the conversational tangent. But the main topic I want to start with is about the vulnerability in men or men being vulnerable. Um, I, offline, I told Andy and Theo as to why this subject came to my mind recently. Um, a few weeks ago, two, three weeks ago, our family dog passed away, unfortunately. And when I picked this dog up and held him in my arms to bring him to the vets, not realizing it was already too late, or it was more or less too late, um, I started to uncontrollably for about a couple of minutes, I just started to cry in front of my two kids, two 13-year-old and an 11-year-old kid, and my wife, uh, and my 13-year-old said, well, I've never seen Daddy cry before, or he doesn't remember. Um, and that made me realize, you know, I thought I was, I wouldn't say metrosexual, but I thought I was reasonably open about these things and emotionally intelligent enough, um, or emotionally aware, and that made me realize, or maybe look into the subject a little bit more as to it's still, especially of my generation, so the 50 plus, it's still the, the old fashioned way of doing things is still prevalent that you shouldn't show emotion that is seen as a weakness. And I looked at the Guardian um, report that I think was um, uh, put out last year, I think May last year, about the whole subject of, you know, heterosexual men, um, women find that a turn on with heterosexual men. I don't know what age groups, if it's mid thirties, forties, where they actually show their vulnerable side and they are more open to talk about things because the general answer is when you try to have a conversation, a woman tries to have a conversation with her husband and says, look, do you, can we now you know, have a talk about this, that, or the other about emotions? The first thing the man will say is, I don't want to talk about it. It, 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 there is, it just, it's immediately closed. There is no conversation to be had. He will go off into his shed and do his thing and not be seen for a couple of hours or go and play golf. So that's where this sort of subject started with me. And I just want to explore it a little bit more because what I find interesting is when I spoke to my father two weeks ago, we were talking about um, disciplining or being a father, being a parent. And I said something on the lines of, um, yeah, occasionally, in the right context, I will apologize to my son. Not literally, not just as a one, you know, as a main thing. But for example, if I will try to teach them certain standards, certain way of being, and I'm the one who contradicts that completely, and I'm not leading, I'm not showing that by example, so I will occasionally, and I won't do it that often because I know there's a line, isn't there? And this is about, again, the vulnerability, that there's a line. You do it too much, you probably will be looking like a sappy, you know, weak blanket. Uh, wet lettuce, but at the same time, you need to be human as well. And I think I just said to my son, you know, I, I apologize, I spoke over you all uh, on one occasion. I, I shouted, you know, I was, I was very tired, I was grumpy, and I shouted about something that was insignificant, that was small. And about an hour later, I went over to him and I literally yeah, said, You know, that's really good. I literally sat down in his bed and said, I'm sorry, I overreacted, I shouldn't have spoken to you that way. Um, and he said, that, that, That's okay, daddy, and I know I needed to do that. But a vulnerable, a man who can who is not insecure and has a lot to do with self-esteem, will be able to do that and be able to have the strength and courage to do that. Whereas an old-fashioned man who maybe hasn't explored his emotional side will go, well, I can't tell him, I can't apologize to my son. You should get that. And my, that's what my father said when I had this conversation with him. He said, no, 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 son, you've apologized to your son. 
And I know because he's never done that to me. You see, the, the key thing <laughs> never there, would. The, you see, the reason why that is such a powerful thing to do for your son, and it's powerful, why? Because it, you are his role model, and it immediately removes the, the illusion of, the illusional pressure of perfection. Okay. Ooh. Let's let that linger for a minute. And um, over to you. Uh, it's, it's an interesting one. I, I think I think we all actually have our emotions, and I think in, 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 the, in the right in the right circumstances, we'll probably display them. In terms of if your dog dies or we have a bereavement, it's natural to cry. In fact, I think it's probably really bad for your health if you don't actually let it all out. Because if you just keep on bottling all that, all those emotions in, I mean, I think, I think some people have even said at least things like cancer and things like this because it's poison. Isn't it? You're keeping poison in your body, so so you do actually have to let it out. But there are circumstances and the context of where you are. I mean, let's say if you were in if you were in somewhere, you know, if men particularly, let's say they were in prison, for example, and they see someone crying, for them, for them, that just looks like. A, an easy opportunity to take advantage of them, so you can't you can't do that. So there is so there is a contextual situation where you do that, but I don't think we're doing our children any favors because we're teaching them. We, we say vulnerability, but on the other on the on the flip side, you've got to consider that we're not teaching them how to handle pressure either. So every time they're getting upset over something, which is probably quite mild, and they get emotionally and they emotionally react, it's because they're not also handling that level of pressure at school because we've talked about safe spaces and things like this. And that's not preparing them for the real world because the real world is a little bit more cruel, it's a little bit more harder, it's, a bit more, it's, more, it's far more difficult actually. And you've got to learn to be able to stand the ground and bite the bullet and actually, uh, you know, and, and actually get past those, some of those barriers or, or those um, obstacles that are holding you back. So. I don't think we're doing them. I, I, I don't think we're doing our kids any favour. Hence the reason one of the largest age groups for depression is between the eight, I think it's eighteen and twenty-four year old group now. Um, and partially because there's, there's a loss of identity um, and self-harm hmm? and self-harming. And they go into self-harming. I mean, when I was a kid, what, what the hell was, was self-harming? It was. It, it didn't even exist. Um, and now it's like. Everyone does it. Oh, that's a that's a reason because I'm feeling depressed or self harm. Have you heard, you know, that didn't happen in our day. It didn't happen in our grandparents' day. And if you think about what our grandparents went through, they went through the like the First World War. They went through the financial crash in was it 1918? I think it was no Financial crash was the 20s and 30s. Then you had the Spanish flu. Then you had yeah, but I think I think we're I think we're going. I think we're going the other the other way. I, I think the point was in our generation. I think I think you're right. I think the, my kids now, my my oldest being 13, going on 15, who's now a hippie philosopher, into environmental issues and everything that involves recycling, um, is 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 too far the other way. You know, I, I'm finding him a little bit. Um, overthinks things, uh, extremely sensitive. Um, but at the same time, I, in my way, I've toughened him up by, by trying to lead by example. And, and, you know, in so many words, when there have been certain issues where he's reacted in a very, what I would call, oversensitive way. And I've, I've literally gone, you know, nicely, grow some, you know, the door's closed, think about it, I'll be back in two mm -hmm. hours. I, I, that has to still be taught as well. But at the same time, my point was, 
I do not want him to bottle it up, as you were starting to say, and, and, and keep it in. And suddenly it comes out in, in behavioural issues. And, and you know, now I don't know how many people now have... What, what is overthinking? Meaning, meaning, Andy's alluded to it in the past in other podcasts, that sometimes just getting on with it is, is the best way to do it. And it's better to make a mistake and get on with it okay, what, than having not tried makes, at all. What makes so procrastinating is what I'm talking about. What makes someone more likely to get on with it? Um, I think that's a lot to do with leading by example. And that's got a lot to do with literally physically or, or symbolically holding that person's hand and saying, let's go and do this. Well, Let me show you how it's done. Also, it's self-esteem. Yes. So the key, th the key thing is what, what gets people going is self-esteem, the degree of positivity they have about themselves. Um, and the sources of self-esteem are, Andy, what are the self, what do you think are the sources of self-esteem? Uh, self-esteem is um, actually your, your physical image, so your body image is a big area for self-esteem. Nice. Um, I think your abilities as well in terms of um, what, what you're developing as a, as a skill set. And when I, when I say skill set, I think in the direction you actually want to go and what you actually want to learn. If you've got no career prospects, for example, that actually that actually has a huge impact on your self-esteem and your. Uh, um, and your self-perception in, in some ways. And I think the third one actually is how you deal with other people in relationships. Um, and that could be whether it's social relationships, and, um, intimate relationships and things like that. So I think those are the main three areas. Is an identity one? Identity is hugely. Yeah. As in if you don't, and all that is part of your identity because if you, if somebody, um, if I think part of it is illusional based upon years and years in society and not, you know, just going like sheep and not thinking about it because we talked about this before when I grew up it was you need to be the highest position in that in that in that industry um, and and that for me is all a, a complete illusion because I always uh, use the example of what if you ask your kid what what how do you see your father how would you define your father they would say um, my hero my inspiration my my best friend whatever and that's what you want to hear you're not gonna hear sales director um, <laughs> CEO of you know, they're never going to mention that never you look, know? Look, I mean I've got a whole issue with this current generation I mean it's, it's why <laughs> it's why this whole woke culture has sort of evolved into what it is today because the thing is it's all it's very much focused on feelings over the facts isn't woke uh, basically uh, political correctness it is in essence which is basically all about feelings I mean, and, and the thing is, and, and, it's, and there's very much a left agenda, particularly in the school system and the university system that is being instilled into the children, which mm. is why they are where they are, and more so in the, in, in the States right now. Um, and, and, and the thing is, because of that, what happens is people aren't actually making logical and rational decisions anymore. I mean, if you actually look at what's happening with the Biden administration in America, think about, you know, they open up the borders because of feeling, but the thing is they don't consider the amount of fentanyl that's coming through, the sex trafficking that's happening through that. Then you've got the defund the police movement because the police were considered to be too aggressive or, or, or things like this. And what's happened? Crime has shot up uh, massively over there. And, and now the Afghanistan thing. Um, so it's all about creating this feelings, public perception, rather, perception. Than the, rather than the logical approach to, 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 to things that people aren't actually taking. And going back to the, our previous podcast, Heaven and Hell, mm. Andy's just beautifully described it again. In other words, 
focusing just on feelings which is unregulated is hell whereas heaven is about truth and integrity and organization and functionality um, but I found that about being back, back to vulnerability I found that when I have spoken to so many people in the last year and a half people I've met interviewed or had meetings with so many people who are sorry to say it, it, part of it has been in my opinion dealt with financial um, uh, stability so they you know if they stop working tomorrow they'll be okay for uh, six months to a year so that's a big part of it you know not not having to worry where the if, yeah, but you see how the next bill is going to be trouble paid. is Andy has just uh, has has really encapsulated beautifully mm. one of the big problems which is confusing people yes. the wokeness yes so yes. so in other words it's woke to it's it's a virtue signal to talk about your emotions but but, but you see the key thing is for for real you have to be realistic so there is a realistic emotion in other words is this good it, it if it's not then yes i'm scared and that's a realistic logical emotion but there's a time is, and a place that's, for it. I think that's what exactly. you were alluding to well, i mean where there is no time and place that's work yeah, i mean if you look at the american border just do it all right yeah. And all these people are escaping, or, mm. what, what, or they say they're refugees, but a lot of them are, are economic migrants to begin with. Mm -hmm. All right? But the thing well, is, so, so you know, on, on, the, on one side you can actually say, yeah, it's good that people are going in for a better life, and, and, and that's fine. But then when you consider that, if you actually have these open borders with no closed doors, or no regulations, or no rules, because rules give structure, what happens is you get all this fentanyl coming through, you get sex traffickers coming through, you get all the criminal organizations coming through. And the thing is, that's, data, that's factual data, that's proven. So you can't, so that can be measured, but you can't measure feelings like that. Now, how you respond, you know, because facts have no feelings, but how you respond to those facts is different. It's a logical response. Yeah. All right, and you and you approach and you approach it logically. I mean, I had someone said, "Oh, I think if women were in charge of the world, the world would be a better place." But there's always going to be another Hitler looming around out there, and you need someone who's probably more ruthless well, than it. evil itself to be able to handle that. In some ways, like Winston Churchill was. So, are we? I mean, I'm going to be controversial. Are you saying that uh, to be a a strong leader, showing your vulnerable side, wouldn't be the right thing to do? Not in public. Not in public. I don't think you can do that. So it's still and, so. And, and, so and for example, no, you can be. You can be. There's it's perception, a realistic it? it's perception. You, it's it's what. Yeah. Well, it, the thing is, it's different. A leader is different from everyday. Yeah. Everyday social interaction. Which is what I've been. Well, yeah. Exactly. So a leader exactly. will needs to show the appropriate um, empathy. That needs to show the appropriate emotion for the picture they wish to project. And okay. tapping into the mood of the country and of that moment yep. to show that they are in tune. For instance, Ronald well. Reagan was very good yeah. at showing a bit of emotion, and in fact, he was also a very good actor. Yeah, well, indeed, that's right. very often on a horse <laughs> as well. But, 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 but equally, <laughs> his he best friend make, was John he, Wayne. But he could make a terrible mistake, and he'd go to the he'd go to the nation oh, and look look so to suitably contrite and say, "Gee, I'm sorry, I made a mess." And people go, "Oh man, that's really amazing. Look at him; he's able to sit and apologise." So. He had no concept of, of money and economy, but he was a, uh, a, a great leader. Got, a leader's <laughs> got to be seen as, show, as always showing composure, because if they lose yes. it in front of the camera, in front of people, 
they are then perceived to be weak. Yeah, exactly. I mean, even one with Thatcher, she, I mean, she wouldn't. I mean, I'm sure they all shed their tears behind closed this doors. This lady is not returning. Even these Boris, <laughs> even these Boris, or even the Boris Johnsons, and you know, all these people around the world. Um, you know, when you when you got Theresa May when she resigned, she was bawling her eyes out. Yeah, but that was only to avoid responsibility. Oh. Oh. She she made a mess. Oh, and, and well, she 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 did. But what I'm saying is you can't show that level of emotion to the public because people, the public wants someone who's strong and composed. And if you're actually making decisions based on emotion, you know, I mean, it's, it's the amygdala hijack, isn't it? If you're too emotional, whatever it does, it, it, the amygdala gets hijacked, overpowers the thinking brain, which is the prefrontal cortex, and you can't think. You know, it's, it's basically emotions high, intelligence low. But if I was to go outside this this coffee bar now and, and something would get to me, you know, uh, God forbid, uh, uh, a recent death in the family, uh, the dog or whatever it may be, and I would start crying. And three people, two, three people would walk by, yeah. two middle-aged women and one middle-aged man. I, I'm pretty sure at least one of those women would go, are you okay? Are you all right? Is it something I can do? Whereas the man would walk by. He, he won't be patting me on the back and saying, are you okay, mate? Can I help you? Because they haven't learned how to deal with emotion, have they? It's not going to happen. I know it's not going to happen. Because it's just not the thing to do. Or, or, no, I'll put it a different way. I wouldn't know, that man wouldn't know what to do. So why is it that you said... He wouldn't know how to... It's not in, 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 it's not in, in the training. Because they have, it's not in right. his makeup. But why do women find it attractive then? Women, I think, find it attractive because women are naturally more emotional. Anyway, yeah, compared to men, you, you, you've said that quite a few times. Yes. And I think women have always wanted to, women are more into having a conversation, being more open. Why are you attractive? Why do they find that attractive in a man, or some men at least? Because I, I would argue, from, from, from my point of view, that uh, within reason, a woman will, will see that as a sign of intelligence, as a sign of, of the man being actually comfortable within his, within his own skin and being confident. Yeah, and being his own person. But it's also got to be a regular. I mean, the thing is, women... Mm. The you can't do that at the drop of a hat. That's, that's not what I'm suggesting. You see, I think it's their nurturing. I it, think it, they, it, they... It is their I think it is their nurturing. But I, I think also, if a, if, a, if, a, if a guy's crying all the bloody time... No. Um, <laughs> what's going to happen? So she'll say, women, get a grip. Women, at the end of the day, <laughs> even though they won't say it publicly, they... They still want a strong man at the end of the day, and if they and if, if and if they can't control their emotions on a regular basis, what's going to happen is they they they're, they're going to end up walking away. They'll say that's not the reason for it, but ultimately, when it comes down to it, it probably is. It's why women like the bad boy because because as as uh, the Bible says, as the Bible says, the meek shall inherit the earth. But actually, the the definition of meek as used by the Bible is a man with a spear who knows how to use it but chooses not to. So women like a man who has the ability to be dangerous but chooses to be gentle. Okay, 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 here we go. You, you, wanna, you, you wanna go down this line, then what's the difference between being a sensitive man and being vulnerable? Because being sensitive is you are aware and able to understand the situation, but showing vulnerability maybe too often, is maybe still now not seen as an attractive or as a, as a, as a, as a yeah, as an attractive... Uh, I suppose it depends on what you thing. mean by vulnerable, doesn't it? 
I think it's, it's back down to the word that Andy uh, came up with, empathy. I think being empathetic in certain situations, being able to listen to your partner is quite key because a lot of men will go, really? Uh, I'm sorry, don't get it. But then, but you see, then that, goes, that goes on to seduction and also mm. communication and negotiation. In fact, the, um, the ex-FBI hostage negotiator Chris Fossin never split the difference. Yeah, yeah. It's a good book. His, his uh, whole point, and again, this, this links in with psychological research on reflective listening, and he calls it tactical empathy. The first thing you do is acknowledge someone's emotion. Yeah, but then you hit on something just very interesting just now. When I use the word, I'm old-fashioned, courtship, you know, when you are taking seduction. a woman out with uh, based on seduction. And you very often behave in a way you wouldn't normally behave, because I'm trying to put this politely, you got your fishing rod out, you're going fishing, and you want to catch that fish. The moment you've caught that fish, it's amazing how when you get married or when you get, you're stable with that partner, you've been with them for years, it's amazing how the real you or your behavior changes immediately the moment you are settled and secure in fact there's you're no one, longer one of those buying those flowers you're no longer going you're right my love you're okay because you you, you, you really couldn't care yeah, but there's there's the whole fluffy stage isn't there yeah. well, one of those one of those programs in, in Ibiza looking, looking at those um, looking at those uh, Don Juans they, they, the camera was focusing well, on you're referring on him, to now and uh, he's spoken one of those Don Juans in the nightclub and the, and the over, the voiceover oh, was saying. Casanova. The voiceover was looking at him and saying, "Rapt attention." And literally, he was he was looking at her, talking about whatever she was talking about, as if she was the Madonna. Right. Then then I will then I will go to to to, to another sort of um, angle. Is showing you this. And I'm, I'm just being obviously a little bit controversial. I would argue that a man, a heterosexual man in a relationship, doesn't know. How to behave in terms of now, nowadays? How should you be? Should you be tough yet sensitive, empathetic yet be alpha male, more, you know, make the key decisions, be able to say yes or no without hesitation, not go all namby pamby and. Well, if, oh that, if, that's, if that's the case, if we've gone, well, in, if we've gone in that direction and, no, but and, what this, do men and this whole thing about male toxicity around. Are confused. Yeah. All right, why is the divorce rate getting so much higher now? If it wasn't working before, why is... Why, I mean, admittedly, people didn't get a divorce much as before. Well, I could argue that, that actually for but, years but, but, you... but the thing is, if you're saying that nearly 50% of, of, of relationships end up in... or marriages end up in divorce, is it working to actually be that over-sensitive and things like that? Is that the reason? Well, is it because divorce is just, just easier? Male, more, women are just more independent now. And, ah, OK. And um, they don't feel that... You know, a lot of them don't feel they need a man. But it's easy... Correct. But it's easier also to get divorced before you would be yeah. uh, ostracized if you were divorced or you became a single mum with a kid. So you had to keep it and keep going until the kid was 18. And then you'd literally do it afterwards because you wouldn't, you'd be the black sheep in the well, family. But the well. thing is, it's just almost like marriage. Is it, is it really Act making a lifetime commitment now? Or is it saying, actually, let's do a 10-year contract? And, 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 and do it over a 10-year contract because if relationships are suffering after a certain period of time, then... And yet why is female stress shooting up with, as you said, if, if women are enlightened and figured out they don't need a man, why are they more unhappy? 
I think I think I think committing to anything now is 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 seen as an old-fashioned thing. Nobody stays in the same job for 20, 30 years. It's not good. Nobody though, wants to stay in the same relationship for 20, 30 years. You know, everything is immediate. You're pressing a button. I want it now. Bored now. Move on. You know, it, unregulated it, emotion. Unregulated emotion, and everything is disposable now. People are disposable. Yeah, I'm bored with you now. I'm off. Yeah, which is hell. I mean, I used to listen to a guy called John D. Martini, uh, uh, Dr. John D. Martini, and he actually and he actually said he actually says you know the first ten years he wants to go he, he wants to leave the second ten years she wants to leave the, in the third in in the, in the third ten years they both want to leave in the in the fourth ten years they both decided actually we've got this but we must well stay together. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's. There are, I think there are many cases where you're in a long-standing relationship as I am, you know, 20 odd years, and there is still something built in me that's been, you know, inserted in from birth, from, from my father and my upbringing, that says, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm welling up, I've got to hold on to it, I just can't let yeah, go. But, but even strong people well up. Even strong no, people well up. Going to that last stage of crying, you know, you hold on to it because you think, oh, if I show this, then... I could be Yeah, but, but people, people will do that behind closed doors. It doesn't necessarily come out right in, right in that instant. But is showing it sometimes uh, a way of being or showing that you're human? For example, when I cried, you know, uncontrolled, I blubbed up for a couple of minutes because, of the, because our dog died and I was holding it in my arms, I, I nearly, but I didn't have time to think about it, to go, oh, I need to turn around. I need to go and do it behind one of the trees so, so I have my own moment. It was just completely there in front of my, in front of my family. And I didn't think for a second, oh my God, this, this doesn't look good. This makes me look like I'm a pathetic human being. I didn't think that way. I thought I, it, just, it just not felt right. It just came out without even me being able to control it. Yeah, but most people, most people would most people would see that as a natural situation and weigh it up. But if you start blubbering because your bloody goldfish has died, for example. No, but what, what I mean is, if you look, on you had you'd had for about two days. If you look on, then, if you look on TV now, as a, this is a bad example. This is the worst case scenario. But if you look on TV now and you look at uh, Love Island or whatever it may be, you know, men, they've got they've got mascara, makeup. You know, they're all so sensitive and they will look in the mirror. I mean, that's more vanity, but it's very much now the... But you're right. But if you look at all the Nivea range now, I used to only be able to buy uh, 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 mousse, you know, aftershave, uh, um, shaving cream. Now you go to buy yeah, in this products, in this country, it's never ending. Yeah, but in this country, it's never ending. In this country, you can buy anything. But it's in, that's in this country. Okay. We, we never used to have that. France had it. France's no. makeup thing has been going on but, uh, for Andy, decades. Andy, you remember when we were okay. in the gym and uh, in the changing room showering? The, the they, separately, they separately, oh, separately, separately, separately. Yeah. Started clear being, that image. Please. You and I noticed. You and I noticed. Oh my God. There'd be a queue of guys. Stand, waiting to get into the showers, holding their little bags and their little sponges, <laughs> oh, and and the only the only people who would go in and out in in a matter of a couple two. of minutes was you, me, and the boss of Lola's. So we're all we're all a certain age. So the masculine guys get in and out, get it done. Whereas the, the new age sensitive people are going in with a little so it's pampering the sensitive side now. Is it is is it because is vanity being more vain? Part of being more sensitive, more more feminine, 
might even argue. It, well, again, it depends on the degree. Is that metrosexual or whatever? That it depends on the degree, doesn't it? But if you start having Botox and, and eyeliners, then I would agree, I would argue that it's probably gone a bit too far. Mm, look, look well, at yeah, but where do, you, where do you decide that, though? I mean, the thing is, some people go and get their teeth done or they get uh, their hair transplants done and things like this. Where, where do you, Very where do you, sensible. Huh? Very sensible. You know, where, where do you think? I mean, if somebody does that because they want they want to improve their self-image, which has come down, or their body image, for example, sometimes makeup has something to do with that as well. Is, is that part of being vulnerable, or is that just part of the no, more, I don't, I don't more transparent? That's nothing to do with vulnerability. That, that, that comes down That's to... It is vanity to a degree. But and you're also, allowed to be but it, all, but it also comes down to, actually, if it makes you feel better, is that a worthy investment? Or are you putting on a mark? As I said, the French, have been, French men have been using makeup for decades. Mm. It's, a, it's only new and now, and the thing is, it's only because marketing has gone that way. It's like when, you know, you know, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, is it? Who decided that? Kellogg's? Yeah, it was marketing, wasn't it? Yeah, it's but all, I, it's all I remember, marketing that's I remember pushing 20 it. years ago, the, uh, I was in Space NK. And uh, I was looking at some stuff, and the, the the salesman said, "Listen, this tiny men's range over here is exactly the same in terms of content as that far more expensive, extensive women's range. But the reason that that's a lot cheaper is men simply don't spend the money, so it's got to be sold cheaper. But you buy this, and it's equally as good as that stuff over there." Well, it was the I think it was the women. Some of the women called it the pink tax, didn't they? That's it. Which was, um, remember you could get those disposable razors and the men's were Bix, you know, the orange ones. Um, and they were like a pound cheaper than the women's ones, who, which were in their section. But because those were in purple and pink or whatever, um, they charged them more. But the thing is, it's because, uh, and I think Jordan Peterson actually said this, men, you know, women dictate a lot what, you know, what the market, the market dictates. Basically, the majority of the sites are the women because of what they buy. Men are willing to actually pay for certain things in that price range, so therefore they can't sell it at that price range. But women, but women are. Mm-hmm. Well, can I can I ask a, a question about mental health? Isn't it, haven't men, especially of our generation, being I use the word forced, being in a way forced to become vulnerable because they've been bottling it up for so many years, there's been mental health issues with confidence, self-esteem, they've lost their jobs, lost their businesses, whatever, and they've literally reached a, they've had a mental breakdown. And only at that point have they started to, all the emotions have come up, the, the crying, the, the self-esteem, the confidence, the, and they've suddenly realized, and you would be the first to maybe elaborate on that, or the first to understand that actually showing that side, getting it out, clearing it out and sometimes you have to clear it out for many sessions and maybe for many months because you've been holding on to that for so many years and you've never there's never been a vow where you've literally turned and twisted and let it go but there has been you see there historically there always has been because it's called family and close community but as that was that dis- that's right but as that has disappeared you now need surrogates and unfortunately um, that includes therapy the thing is you, t- you talk about crying as the main emotion to show vulnerability, actually it's not. There's plenty of other emotions that show vulnerability. Oh, go on. Frustration is a vulnerability. And if you're actually showing that, that's vulnerable. If you, are, if you get angry, that's vulnerable. 
you, if, you, if you show rage, is vulnerable. Impatience. Impatience. He's showing rage, being vulnerable. No, I'm not so sure about it. You're not controlling your emotions, are you? If I haven't slept four hours, I've only slept four hours last night and I'm really grumpy. But if you're not I could be easily angry. But if you're not I'm not being vulnerable. Yeah. I'm just I'm just. If you're showing it, it's a vulnerability. If it's unregulated, it's a vulnerability. That's the whole point. Okay. Yeah. Because, no, if, because the thing is, if, if, you're not controlling, if, you, if you can't control your anger issues, for example, mm. that's a vulnerability you're exposing to the world. Mm. That's why you have anger that you're, that, that, you're not, that you're not in control. Okay, I, didn't, I never saw it that way. I, I, I thought that's more of a behavioural issue more than a vulnerability. No, emotions. There's a number of emotions mm. that um, sadness is a vulnerability. If you show depression is a, is a vulnerability. Well, then, then yeah. If you're showing it, to the, if, you, if, you, if you're showing it, that's but I would argue in the modern society today, especially people of our age, depression is the is the is the biggest symptom of 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 not being vulnerable but, but over the many it's, years. But it's, it's just, but, it's, but it's just you, not crying. Crying is just one emotion. Yeah, but if I'm depressed, I could argue that because I wasn't being vulnerable and showing those emotions for many, many years. You weren't processing it. I wasn't it processing it. It, it. it suddenly comes out so, as, so as depression. This all goes back to what's, what's realistic. So, for instance, the, as, as, uh, I think, Andy, you're the one who's telling me that, the, um, that, that, that uh, this, this psychologist was talking about the fact that um, being positive, he gave up being positive most of the time because it was actually doing him a lot of harm well yeah actually i think yeah actually yeah don john de martina i think he actually said oh god it's been so long since i read his book he talked because he actually wrote a book on positivity and he says the more i attempted to be in the place of positivity the more bipolar he became <laughs> because you can't be in that space it wasn't all natural. the time the only way the only time you can know that you're actually really happy until you've experienced a level of sadness to actually know where that baseline is the only thing is that if the gap is too wide between sadness and happiness mm-hmm. um, and, 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 and it's going up and down, um, what you've got to be able to do is be able to actually close that gap. But we're always going to go through that, those stages of where we are going to be sad and Isn't that called reality? Is that being realistic? Is that called being realistic? Yeah. But That's it's, exactly it, the point, and so therefore, can't be too, therefore um, endless positivity, you know, think positive, is highly stressful if you're not being realistic. Mm. The, the key thing is to be realistic and then to act positively. I think there's glass half full and there's being overly posit- but, but positive, is, which is you, actually if, quite if, annoying. If you're, this posit- <laughs> if you're in this positive state and you've made that your baseline, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so mm. yeah, if you've got a high standard for positivity, mm-hmm. and what happens is, what happens if something doesn't go quite right? What's going to do? You're going to beat yourself up over it. So whether you actually draw the line, where I think you've got to be careful when you're overly positive, because then, when especially when you've got kids, and there's a there's a crisis, there's a moment that is just completely black. It's completely horrific, horrible, and you're trying to still put a positive slant on it. Your kid, anybody with a half a brain would go, really? So this is not the time to try that's and it. put a positive spin on it. it actually, and that's, we, that's, that's why, for instance, if, we're if, grieving. if you're doing died, something yeah. awful, if you're doing something really, really dangerous, and your son, you're with your son, he says, Daddy, are you scared? You're gonna say, yes, because it's normal to be scared, but let's see what we can do. That's the right approach. That's how you package it. How you. That's how you, it. How you, it's uh, normal. It's in other words, you don't panic about being scared. How you put it into context. Yeah. That's the key thing. And one of the problems, of course, is that in with this woke emotion, emotional nonsense, the, the key thing is you need to learn. You need to learn to deal with your emotion within a healthy environment. 
In other words, you need your structure, hierarchy, leadership, within which you learn to deal with your emotion. You cannot learn to deal healthily in emotion where there is no structure, hierarchy, and leadership, because then you've got no organizational structure in which to function. But, but you have to ride that wave of emotion as well. I mean, what is it? what's the um, seven stages, for example? Um, let's say when there's a bereavement, yeah, or, you have to throw it. Yeah. Or, um, or the end of a relationship. There's a the denial. You go through, yeah, you seven, go through, yeah I, I can't remember the what they were. Awareness, denial, or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's anger, there's... Denial, pining, resolution. Yeah, so you, so you go through all those stages. Those are all. Those those are all. You have that level. Of that, those that are all you vulnerable emotions. You have to accept it. So even to, anger, yeah, yeah. in some ways, is a vulnerable. But emotion. you have to go through that process. Yeah. To get, to get out. Get out. In other words, it needs to be appropriate. And in in a so medically, if if after a bereavement, mm. the the intensity and or the duration is more than is normal, then you have a problem. But if it is within the normal limits, then it's healthy. It's and also good. how quickly you you get over it. Because if you're going back to positivity and negativity, intensity and duration. Yeah, exactly. It's about. Um, I was speaking about to somebody a few weeks ago, and I said, well, if you something has happened to you, somebody's cut you up when you were driving, whatever it was, if you can't get over that within, within five to ten minutes, and it's still lingering, and you're mulling it over, and it's affecting your mood, there you have an issue. There it's. Not, well, it's, it's not correct. This is going back what I said. It's imbalanced. This is going back what I said. In school, they're not taught how to handle pressure. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, it's, no. uh, as sad as it is, there's some kids who are, I think I've seen in the papers who've actually committed suicide over the fact that they've got, had so much stress over the A-level results. Or indeed social media. Yeah. If you can't handle... They've been doing, at home and they've been on their phones. If you can't handle doing an exam... And possibly failing. I've got to say, how are you going to go through life? How can you handle life? Well, they yeah. don't. And that's and that's the problem. So, I, there, there so, was, there so was, we're not teaching them how to handle pressure. My thirteen-year-old, who he's at that age, you know, that age of you know, he's, he's, he's now a teenager, he's forming himself. And we, we, he was saying something the other day. I don't know what it was. A, something a bit pathetic, ridiculous. He said, "Oh my God, Dad, you know what am I going to do now? Whatever it was, yeah." But he didn't do something he should have done. But he still had time to do it. And I turned around and said, I said, sorry, I said, sorry, uh, Toby, but this is life. You're going to find that you're going to have a deadline. You're going to find that you need to just get it done. Yeah. And if you don't get it done, the consequences are that you will go to a lesser school because you haven't done all your prep work for this specific school that is based on art that allows you to go into be a graphic designer and a graphic engineer, whatever, an engineer, whatever it is, which he wants to do. I said, well, if you don't get those 20 drawings done, as an entrance exam in the Czech Republic where he is, I said, then you're going to go to a lesser school, you're going to be mixed in with everybody else, and then you may have to become an apprentice yeah, and yeah, go but, work but, but, at the agencies. But, 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 but you, you used, go. unfortunately, you used a derogatory term, and that's, that is a Which slight was? lesser school. You don't say that. No, no, no. You go, you, you'll go to a... Hold on, I didn't, I didn't say lesser school. Oh, okay, I, good, I, I did good. say, I said you will go but to. Actually, that brings an You will go thing. to a school you, that means yeah. that you will have to do this, this, and this, it, and then the options are that good. you will have to okay. become an apprentice yeah, actually, and start working the age of sixteen or eighteen. You bring up an interesting question though, because you look at the kids who go to Eton, Harrow, mm-hmm. St Paul's, mm-hmm. Westminster, mm-hmm. and they come out. There's a higher, there's a higher level of standard of which they are actually taught to operate at. Because that's the expectation. Because that is the expectation. Um, and whether it's the past exam, admittedly, their environment has got a lot to do with and who they're spending time with. I was about to say, isn't that, a, isn't that a young, old boy's network that's actually being groomed? Because well. you're the, yeah, you're the yeah. father of but, and the but, but daughter of. But it is of. the expectation. You see, yeah. people, 
People rarely get what they deserve, but they almost always get what they expect because that's the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, because, because, because the thing is, because I remember actually someone actually said to me that when they were in state school, it was almost it was almost trendy to actually not be the smartest one there, but to mm. be one other thing. Whereas the level of expectation in the private school to be one of the boys yeah. was actually, if you're not smart. You're actually stupid, and you, sh- and, and you and you won't be in that school for very long because, in some cases, they'll actually ask you to leave. Well, they or stream they you, or, 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 or they literally because, put you in the corner. Yeah, they, but, but, uh, but they will ask you to leave. If, if they don't think you're going to meet the grade, they'll say, actually, we don't, well, they'll say something like, we don't think this is the so best being school elitist. For you. But you see, the, yeah. some poor school, for instance, where I went, they had, they, they, they streamed you immediately into three sets. Really? There was the, there was the, uh, wow. I forget what it was, I think it was the five, Alpha. It was the alphas which were the, the super brainy, the L's who were pretty cool and pretty capable um, middling of the road, and there was the Y set who were the Dumbos. And that's how you went that's how you went well, through four been, years of secondary always, school. There's always been streaming. Middle. But, but the thing is, is if you th- if you think about it, people didn't want to be in those lower sets in private schools. They didn't mind that in state school. And what the teacher was see in state school they don't focus really much on education. You know, I think in Brighton they're talking about teaching critical race theory and how white people were the oppressors and things like this. So, which is something which is happening big in the states. Oh, um, diversity. That, that's oh, why there's the green thing. But um, you know, so a lot of the state schools are, are teaching. They're teaching you other things other than you know. Um, they don't teach you how to handle pressure. They don't teach you how. They, they are. They, they're, they're teaching you a very much a woke system. But the thing is, what they don't what they don't teach you is they don't teach you how to manage your finances. You see, in in fact, actually, school should should school should never focus on either religion or politics. If you want to, if if, if you want to, your child to pursue religion, take them to church on a Sunday or wh- wh- whatever you're going to do, you know, Sunday school or something, and keep politics out, and just teach them, and just teach them the academic. If we're talking about schooling then we know that the school syllabus is, has got nothing to do with reality at all. But also what I think they should be teaching them at school is their identity and their place in society. And oh, no, group. no, no. They figure their identity in the playground. That's their culture. Yes, but there's also, uh, you, they must also understand what it is to soon depends to become school, an adult. Depends yeah. It depends on the school. They're I mean, soon going to be young adults. Well, yeah, because one, one of the schools I was at, the playground, was very much, um, it may as well have been the prison Whereas yard. Whereas in other schools, the small tutorial group where you beat each other up intellectually is, is the playground of identity. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, pretty much. Anyway. Well, look, on that note, if I can press the right button, because I need to make sure we're still um, recording, and I, know, I think we are. On that note, thank you very much, gentlemen, for your input. I don't really have a summary, because I think we di- diversified or digressed into so many different areas, which I thought we would, especially Andy being here. It's been an absolute pleasure. It is. To be able to have that extra input and, and, and his side of the story. Power is truth, and therefore, if something is sad, then you show it. Thank you. On that note, thank you very much. My pleasure. Okay. Bye.